Hello, Canada, and welcome to another Canadian Common Sense Rant. This is Canadian Common Sense with Lewis and Tony. Hello Canada, it's Tony here, and today's date is April 17th, 2020, and this is another Canadian Common Sense rant. You heard me reference in our last show that the government of Justin Trudeau has pulled a few moves that are a little bit on the tyrannical side, and I wanted just to expand on that a little bit. Remember that when Justin Trudeau's government was elected in 2015, even before that, when he was campaigning at his night with women or however that was phrased while he was campaigning in 2015, and he and the, the planted question in the audience was, what countries do you admire? And of course he said China because of his dictatorship. And the red flags went up with some of us in conservative circles at that point in time that maybe he was serious and... Well, he obviously was. And you look at some of the moves that his government has made toward you know, the tyrannical police state that China is, and it should give people, not even just in conservative circles, pause for concern, but all Canadians. So let's just give a couple of examples here. Shortly after getting in power with his majority government, the government slid in a deferred prosecution agreement into an omnibus budget bill to allow for a company like, well, SNC-Lavalin, who was the company that lobbied for said deferred prosecution agreement, to take advantage of that deferred prosecution agreement and say, hey, why don't you make us the trial case? And thankfully, Jody Wilson-Raybould actually had the courage to stand up and say, this isn't right, you can't do this. So Mr. Trudeau removed her as Attorney General and said, yes, I can, because SNC is in my riding. Wow, a um, little nepotism there? No, not at all, Mr. Trudeau. So I'm just going to put in a Attorney General who will play ball, and that is exactly what he did. Do we need more examples? Of course we do. One isn't enough to prove that this is becoming a police state. Let's talk about the police themselves. RCMP commissioner appointed directly by Justin Trudeau, and you've heard us talk about this on past shows if you've been with us for a while. And who is this RCMP commissioner? Well, she just happens to be a direct appointee by Justin Trudeau, who just happens to be the cousin of Bill Morneau, who is the finance minister of the Trudeau government, for those who, who don't know. So... You kind of wonder if the RCMP would be a little friendlier to the government who appointed the commissioner, especially when the commissioner happens to be the cousin of a prominent member of that government. Well, isn't that interesting? Pipeline projects. Well, Mr. Trudeau, being the tyrannical dictator that any prime minister with a, with a, a you know, commanding majority in parliament can be, Let's make that very clear. That can be conservative or liberal. But in this case, Justin Trudeau has just taken full advantage of having a majority when he had one and decided that, no, I'm just going to say no to the Northern Gateway Pipeline. I don't care that it was all approved. I don't care they spent all this money to 
go through the environmental assessments and jump through every single hoop the government threw at them? Nope, done. And cancel the project. And Energy East, oh, I'm just going to change the rules. Midstream, yep, no, I don't care. They've already spent all this money to apply and comply with what we've asked before. I'm changing the rules because I'm Justin Trudeau and I can. And he did. And TransCanada Pipelines just said, okay, we're out, we give up. Trans Mountain Expansion, same thing. Well, we're going to keep changing the rules and eventually ended up getting pressured by Canadians and ended up buying the pipeline. And it still has not been built. Will it ever get built? Well, I have my doubts, although I do believe that there, there is some construction going on. Then we get to protests, railway blockades, highway blockades, in support of the Wet'suwet'en's protest against the Coastal Gas Link Pipeline, which was a natural gas pipeline, you know, that very clean burning fuel that we could have exported to Asian markets to help them reduce their greenhouse gas emissions or carbon footprint. Yeah, that kind of stuff. No, no, protests are going on. Mr. Trudeau, nope, nothing to see here. Carry on. Shut down the economy. It's all right. Yep, no, no, block them railway, railways. No, police, you don't have to do anything about that. Until what? All right, public pressure steps in yet again. And finally, they realize the economy is shut down. And then finally, the, the provinces start to realize, yeah, we got to do something about this because our federal government, well, they don't really care. So let us move on. We've got the current uh, Wuhan crisis going on now. And what does our government do? They say, okay, nope, in the, in the name of public safety, we're shutting down parliament. We're shutting down the economy. We're shutting everybody down. You need to stay home. And how did, what did Mr. Trudeau do when he scolded us a few weeks ago? Go home and stay home. You need to stay home. Not me. <laughs> I'm going to go to the cottage with my wife and kids for the weekend. Go play outside. No, you can't do that. You you get back inside. But I, I'm, I'm going to go outside and take selfies and show you what a big, great family man I am. And if you go outside, if you dare try anything that I'm doing, you will be arrested. But not really breaking the law. Well, don't make me implement the Quarantine Act. Oh, hey, and Elizabeth May wants us to implement the Emergencies Act. No, do not invoke the Emergencies Act. We've already got enough of a police state going on right now. Don't believe me? Well, try to counter-protest against some of the wet sweat and pipeline protests, and you counter-protesters were getting ar arrested for being disruptive, for being racist in some cases, for being called racist. And that's the, the best way they try to put down any dissent is just by saying, oh, you're racist. And they've been trying that for decades. So really that that call is, well, to say the least, it's just disingenuous. Let's just use that as a word. All right, but if I'm not giving you strong enough examples yet, there's more. And there's always more on Canadian common sense. As soon as the, the self-isolation movement started and people were told, yep, you need to stay home, you need to isolate because of the Wuhan virus is deadly, it's dangerous. Okay, fine. So being good Canadians, we decided, yeah, we'll stay home. And people who were not staying home 
their neighbors are calling the police to say, hey, you know what, Joe Blow over there is not staying home. Joe Blow's going out or Joe Blow's having visitors, having family over. And people were actually calling the police on their neighbors. And here in my own city, the police actually put out a statement saying that, yes, we've been see receiving a lot of calls about people not staying home during self-isolation and we are compiling a database and figuring out a way to pass this on to the proper health authorities. What? Okay, neighbors, please rat out your neighbors and report them to the police who will then report to higher authorities. Um, I guess we did not go quite as far as Mussolini's Italy and actually arrest those people who dared to go out of their homes because maybe they were just going shopping, but nosy neighbors had to rat them out anyway. Police state much? Oh wait, is that a, not enough of an example for you? All right, well, now to talk about the Quarantine Act, saying that the mandatory isolation as soon as somebody comes home from traveling, I don't, I don't actually have a problem with that. That's not a bad idea at all. But that same government who says they want to force you to stay home isn't even willing to test you out at the airport to see if maybe you're not feeling well, maybe if your temperature is hot. No, no, we're just telling you, you need to go home and you need to, to isolate. And Lewis had said on Vancouver Island, their grocery store is saying, if you're not a local, we're not going to serve you. What the hell is going on, people? And then Mr. Trudeau tried to push that spending bill through Parliament a few weeks ago to say we want to get absolute control over spending till December 2021 without any oversight from Parliament. Wait a minute. Thank goodness the Conservatives actually read that bill and were able to get the public's attention enough to put a stop to that because hello tyrannical. Hello police state right there. And let's talk about Parliament. Parliament is set to resume. Conservative Party leader and leader of the official opposition, Andrew Scheer, has already said he wants Parliament to resume so that somebody can hold government to account because we know that the media certainly is not doing that. And actually, well, sidebar, why is the media not holding the government to account? Why does the media constantly just ask Justin Trudeau in his daily condescensions about the money that he's spending and how much money he's spending? Why does Justin Trudeau never... And in fact, in four and a half years, really, rarely has ever been asked any kind of tough questions by the media where they've actually tried to hold him to account on anything. Oh, right, that would be because 600 million of our tax dollars going to chosen media outlets, chosen by left-wing Jerry Diaz, as among others. Tyrannical much? Still don't believe me? Justin Trudeau is dragging his feet on reopening Parliament, even though Andrew Scheer has asked for Parliament to be opened, as I said, to hold government to account. But Mr. Trudeau, of course, wants to worry about safety and self-isolation. So, well, we're going to hold off till April 20th and then find some reason after that to hold off some more, I'm sure. And so now opposition MPs have been left to making YouTube videos to release in order to get any kind of message to the public at all, or making Facebook posts in order to get any kind of message out. There's absolutely no media covering 
anything that the conservatives have to say. And Andrew Scheer has, to his credit, called the occasional press conference to try to get his point across. But as far as I'm concerned, if we have a free functioning democracy, then Andrew Scheer should be getting just as much news time as Justin Trudeau. And that is not nearly even close to the case right now. So try again to tell me that this government is not in full tyranny mode right now. And Justin Trudeau in his daily condescensions continues to come out and talk about more ways to spend your money. And he doesn't really tell us where that money is coming from. He doesn't tell us how much the deficit's going to balloon to, to make all this money appear, but somehow keeps finding more money to keep spending on us every year. So where's this all come from and who gets to hold him to account to this? Oh, they'll say we, the voters get to hold him to account. Well, um, guess we'd need to have an election for that. Which for which we'd have to dissolve Parliament to have for which we'd have to have a vote of no confidence. All oh, right, Parliament isn't sitting right now, so they're discussing holding Parliament virtually. Well, great, but let's actually just get it done. And what's sad is this tyranny is not even just on a federal level. Lewis pointed out to me the other day that Alberta Premier Jason Kenney decided to they uh, they passed a bill, Bill Ten, in the Alberta Legislature. And this bill, you want to talk about tyranny, police state, well, maybe not police state, but certainly government tyranny, under Bill 10, and it has been passed, it's in the uh, Public Health Emergencies Act now, and has expanded the Public Health Emergencies Act to allow for any cabinet minister to write any law they wish without any oversight, without approval of the legislature, and that law is, once they write it in place, it is sure it's only good for 60 days because it's under the Public Health Emergencies Act, but it can be retroactive back to when the emergency was declared, and they can impose any fine they want or jail time for breaking said law without recourse. As I say, it means it just becomes part of the Public Emergencies Act, and there's not even debate. It's just any cabinet minister. Do you hear what I said? Any cabinet minister? So the minister of basket weaving just suddenly decides, geez, my constituents are saying that Joe Blow has gone out to feed his cattle and that's really dangerous because I'm four, four miles away and I'm afraid that virus is going to blow my way. We better go arrest Joe Blow. Well, if we, if the minister of basket weaving decides to write that law into place, well, it's retroactive to when the public emergency started, and it's good for 60 days. Are you absolutely kidding me, Canada? If we're going to allow our politicians to write laws themselves, to arbitrarily decide how to spend our money, to appoint their friends into positions of power, and to pass laws that will benefit companies that are friendly and donors to the governing party, and I should say big donors to the governing party. We're not headed toward a police state. We're already there, Canada. And we can't stand for this. While we still have the chance, while we still have elections, Canada, we need to push back on this. We cannot allow this liberal tyranny and honestly conservative tyranny under the, in the Jason Kenney case, but we cannot allow this tyranny to continue. We cannot stand for this anymore, Canada. And... I for one won't, and I certainly hope that you're with me.